0: This is Movies, a podcast about the Active of cinema, and with me today, once more, this time in the daytime, is Hans. Hans, how are you doing tonight?
1: Good. Yeah, the sun's out. Gun's out.
0: Yeah, are you going to start flexing again?
1: No, I'm Fun sober. That. Took I'm to so flexing sober, sober today. Only, only a couple of episodes ago,
0: <laughs> live on the air after one too many drinks. Yeah, yep, just like that.
1: That never happened.
0: And uh, back on the show, it did happen. No There's video of saw it. That. It's I'm like gonna, two hours in. Don't make me click the video <laughs> and put it up on YouTube. Isolate. I'll put it on Instagram. Uh, We've got great. back on the show, Anthony Cisco. It's been a little bit. What was the last? Well, what, what
2: was the last episode we did with you? It's been months. Has it been it's
0: months? Been months.
1: Uh,
2: it's been like uh, I think August, maybe. No. Really? Well, we what did. We did a. Uh, we did a one-off show. No, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We started a new show. Yes, and then I never heard anything about it again. <laughs> it'll. it'll like, look, we recorded it'll, like three episodes of this show. Yes. Never heard about it again.
0: Now I recall. Uh, it was Civic TV. Civic yes. TV, maybe. Oh, uh, maybe. maybe. We, we did our own show. Yes, that came after, and then I feel right. like maybe we did one more of these. No. Maybe.
2: I don't know. Wait, right. No, no, maybe um, it was the live. It was the live, yeah. It was a Civic with uh, – that was when Hans – I thought we did that after Hans. Hans took a shit in the floor. Yeah, so. we did
1: the <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Many
0: Saints of Newark. All right. That that actually was a while back. I think that was uh, maybe early
1: October. There. Yeah, right? that's what I'm
2: saying. I think after that, we did our episode yep. thing, and that's the last that, that we heard. from. And I, I was like, damn, man, I wonder how – I wonder – uh uh how that went i it's in the I queue i heard from me i was like shit we listen let play on there <laughs> there's
0: three episodes of civic tv that have never seen the light of day right now we've got our show and we've got uh well i've got four or five episodes of after dark because i had all this planning to do for mass state lottery that uh, just drew my attention away. So this is all getting queued. This is all fresh 2022 content right now. Okay, okay. That's that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, we're getting a nice little head start. We can relax a little bit for the opening month of of 2022. But uh, you are back on the show today. Something I just came to mind, we kicked off season five of movies with you. You were the opening episode. That was uh, Chinatown and The Two Jakes. Wow, and that, that was that was like my first appearance on a podcast that feels like years ago, and that was only I think late January or early February. Correct me if I'm wrong, hans uh, uh, talking, I'm looking
2: so much it. so yeah, much yeah, has yeah. changed so much has changed. We're all famous now. I love that
0: we're famous now. I just bought a we've second all got car. me tooed we got yep. famous
2: me tooed and 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 got uh, raped. We all got raped as yeah. well. We, got we, we, we went through the whole cycle. We got famous. We got Me Tooed, and then we got canceled. All in the same. I think in the same thirty minutes. It was a terrific time. It was
0: quite the year. What? What? You look very confused, Hans. <laughs> I don't see the episode for the two Jakes. Well, we I'm here's the thing. We ever... did so many episodes this year that it starts here's what happens after you reach a certain point on iTunes. They only hold about ninety to a hundred of your podcast episodes, depending oh. on what your RSS feed is. So if you wanna listen to the old school movies episodes, you wanna listen to Gotti, you wanna listen to Black Klansmen, where it also before Hans is even co host, mm-hmm. well you can't. You gotta you gotta get you gotta find my lipson feed and go through the archive that way because iTunes bumps it off and Spotify bumps it off after about 100 episodes. So I believe that was about episode 90-something, maybe? I don't know if it's going to be in the traditional uh, RSS
1: feed. Well, I was looking for it on YouTube first, and it's definitely not there. That might be a patron Uh... exclusive because we
0: have those yeah. at patreon.com slash Lores. Five bucks a month will get you all uh, bi weekly episodes of the program. Now, what is it? Maybe like three or four episodes drop a month on YouTube? I've been trying to be generous with it, but in reality, we got to get Hans back to the States efficiently to shoot more upcoming projects and also uh, just pay
2: actors and crew members well. I got to say, I, I, I liked it that you guys went away for a bit. Yeah. And then and then you guys, and then all of a sudden I start seeing the Patreon email notifications that you that you're making more posts. And then, and then you're like, "Ooh, they've returned. Everyone's settled back in."
3: Mm-hmm. It's Even like
2: the, it's actually,
0: it's what David Lynch well, said, you got to go away to come back.
2: Yeah, 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 cuz it was like where's low resin Hans? They're gone. I see, I'm seeing pictures. They're doing things. Yeah, we were on a couples retreat.
1: A sex, <laughs>
3: yeah. Sex sure. We're
1: in a cult. Reliving a a Buffalo cult 66, department. but as a gay couple. <laughs> exactly. A
3: closeted
2: gay couple.
0: See, here's the thing, uh, too. I queued up episodes for Patreon, and then I realized, oh, I only queued them to the week <laughs> we start filming. So these episodes have just been hanging out in the meantime in drafts. Uh, what were you going to say, Hans?
1: I found the episode. This episode ninety two, and it was on January second of this year. Fuck, I was so close. I said ninety one, January
0: second of this year. Sorry, February,
1: February second of this year. February second.
0: Okay, Brownhog Hog Day. Well, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about not not a classic film of the nineteen seventies, but I think it's a good movie for the year. Although I have some complaints with it. Uh, Anthony, you brought this this movie up a while back, whenever we last recorded, because you had seen it, I think, in theaters when it came out, and I caught myself a uh, good old-fashioned HD rip courtesy of, what is it, Yiffy.com? It wasn't even on one, two, three movies. It's very rare.
2: The the Hollywood entertainment industry thanks you for your piracy.
1: Well, I... I You're stealing jobs,
2: man. You're stealing
0: jobs (laughs) from people. I did this with a double... I did a Ben Affleck double feature, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon double feature, because right after this, I watched... The documentary from 2021, Clerk on the Life and Career of Kevin Smith, where all wow. the the A-listers that are featured in that documentary and give interviews talking about their time and the, the influence of Kevin Smith all um, precede their remarks with, you know, I wouldn't be doing this unless he had a heart attack a couple of minutes, uh, months ago. You know, he almost <laughs> died. So that's the reason why I'm doing. literally Richard Linklater says, yeah, I'm only doing this because he almost died. So, anyway, wow, yeah, it's uh but you know he's uh, he's very uh, you, you know
2: it. he likes the you can't you can't you can't uh, fucking hate Kevin Smith uh, all the way because like his movies are so singular in that decade, but they were so important for that decade as well in terms mm-hmm. of like you know Clerks was really big. And it gave people, and he doesn't get that credit, man. He because he used, I don't know how they filmed it, but it made it look like they were using those those security cameras. So it would look like that style of of filming, right? Like or that style of like camera, like whatever footage those security cameras would would render. And and um, th- that opened up a whole. You could connect that to David Lynch's uh, Inland Empire, his opus, you could connect those because it kind of allowed that type of style to be popularized. And then they will use it, you know, I don't know, Michael Mann or like Oliver Stone would kind of use this sort of raw looking style. Do you know
3: what I'm talking right, about?
2: Right, gr- like guerrilla style, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know, it's because he doesn't command the, the, the respect. He enjoys being disrespected because <laughs> he does. he's got that cucky element to himself so where yeah. he will what? cast his wife to hook up with his friend in a movie and that'll just be the situation. That, that was <laughs> two, that's been plenty of films.
1: I, I think it's really funny that all of these a-listers that you mentioned talk about how great and uh, what a big influence he is, but they don't work with him anymore. (laughs) Like, okay, then why don't you work on any of his movies? Actually, as a
0: matter of fact, Matt Damon says, oh, I wish
1: people would forget that I was in those movies.
2: Uh. (laughs) He (laughs) said that in his interview. No, like, he's, he, uh, that's fucked up, man. Mm. Like, you know, some dude's getting shit on by by, uh, people who he helped elevate at that time. 100%. He fucking helped elevate those, and and didn't he do some writing on Goodwill Hunting? Didn't he that, do was some always, kind of that was always that was
0: always the ru- rumor that he did a couple of polishes of uh, that Goodwill Hunting script back in the day. I don't know if that's true or not. He says it isn't true, but he was, I believe, a producer on the film, or he had some sort of creative involvement. Anyway, he 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 managed to connect Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to Harvey Weinstein, who uh, he was working with uh, at the time with. Um, <laughs> uh, Harvey for clerks, for I th- maybe maybe Mall rats. I that's kinda questionable. That was a universal property. Uh Chasing Amy, those films that wound up getting uh distributed through Miramax.
2: Now you see why he's such a fucking cuck. Because he he knew how to work with Harvey. You had to be a fucking cuck with Harvey. Mm. Right? I mean yeah, you, know, you I could either so. be a cuck or you could be like a real big dick and 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 say you know you're you know kind of a bully or something. But I feel like Tarantino and uh Kevin Smith they all kind of cucked out for him and just were like. Eh, well,
0: we maybe. saw the opposite of that with Troy Duffy, the Boston filmmaker who sold Boondock Saints for an unprecedented amount of money and got a bar <laughs> from Harvey. He he bought him a bar in Los Angeles to to do this movie and get some A-listers involved. And then he just got too big for his britches, had too many demands and fucking, they put that movie in turnaround and that was it. Then he was lucky to get Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus when they were both nobodies and Willem Dafoe hung on and did the movie. And who's the uh, Billy Willem Dafoe,
2: that's a good guy right there. Mm. That's a nice guy. He should have been in this movie, the last duel. Oh, he would have been great in this film. They, they really the way, should have you... packed it with, with
0: some old timers, some, some good old yeah. fresh faces. Um, yeah, but I, I actually think, uh, you know, this is the first time we've even mentioned what movie we're covering. It's the last rule, <laughs> that that shoehorn transition of, hey, Willem Dafoe should be in this film. Yeah. Willem Dafoe should be in every film.
1: He's too busy he acting
0: in, in very cheaply made Abel Ferreira movies, unfortunately.
1: He which, is. It's too busy, too busy fucking his girlfriend show. yeah, yeah, yeah
0: fucking abel's wife <laughs> on on <laughs> uh, he's How another one he's got a very uh cute 20 something year old wife abel Ferreira. if you ever check out yeah, his he does. teeth it's all fucking Different it looks like an orangutan
3: mm. he's, he's doing
0: way too well for himself
2: <laughs> he looks like one of those old chimpanzees you see at the <laughs> fucking like.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> it
2: can only be like at this one nature place preserve place because they're so violent and fucking crazy yeah. that they're just like
1: Exactly. But fun, you should get those? Yeah. you should get those
2: boogie things? You know? Abel Ferrara should have directed this picture. Hell yeah! Or, or, I would have, Paul, that would have been very different. Paul Verahoven as well could have directed this uh movie. Are you guys interested in seeing bandetta No, I was until I watched the trailer, and then I was like, I'm not going to make it through this. I'm not going to watch. Yeah, I can't really watch it. I, I wanted to go see Licorice Pizza. I couldn't really drag myself there. The yeah. the last yeah. duel was the first movie that I went <laughs> to see, post uh, Superbug mm-hmm. or
0: whatever. The yeah. the last one I saw yeah. in the theater, and Hans, I'd be curious to see what you last saw in the theater because I know that Costa Rican theater is thriving, but it is in a conventional <laughs> theater. Uh, the last one I saw in the theater was uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City,
2: wow.
0: which wow. no there were wow. no uh, no camera. I mean that was a hard one to track down, and wait. Uh,
2: did you see Dune in IMAX? No, I. I come on, I, that
0: was great. I I wasn't thrilled with Dune. I watched it on HBO Max like on my birthday the day after my birthday. And I was just like, "This is wasting Mm-mm. three hours on my birthday."
2: No, no, I no, I thought that that was awesome. That was great, but it, you had to go to IMAX. Like I'm this sure. movie, Last Duel, you have to go to the theater to see because. To me, it was, I I didn't look at it as like, what's the story like? I looked at it as what it was presenting me. And what it was presenting me with was a medieval tale that uh, apparently happened and with a sort of Roshamon style narrative. But the fact that they were showing this like medieval period and the violence and the, 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 the costumes and the fucking, what do they call it? The, uh, uh uh uh, pageantry and all that shit of like the last you know i i Mm -hmm. fucking love that but i but i was like yeah i mean if i saw this at at the house i'd be like me but the fact that it was in the theater and they were they made a movie for the theater like that you know it just it was epic and in
1: scope that way you know
0: yeah yeah, no, I I, I did not have any. That, oh, actually, yeah, Hans, answer answer the question real quick before we get into. Uh, I'm
1: discussion. I'm actually going through my through my letterbox to see how far back I have to go because I I can't find any movie that I saw in the theater. Maybe back to Venom One. Oh my wow. god, that's 2018. Maybe, oh. Maybe? you know Hold what?
2: On. Venom Two. That was my first movie back oh, at wow. the theater. I wanted my stepson mm-hmm. to see that. The second movie was The Last Duel, and the third movie was Dune. But the, you know, the first movie was Venom 2. We saw that in, uh, in well, when we were at
0: the B&B for shooting, and that just seemed pretty unremarkable to me. But I think it would have been more fun also in the theater to be able to see those characters. Too. Yeah, but it, it was just yeah. like, this is on the TV, I guess, while we wait for food. Yeah. Okay. so that's about it. I've only seen three movies in theaters this year. The last I only saw one movie in theaters last year, and that was uh, an Akira revival screening. Oh, cool! Year, that would I'm, that must have been fucking awesome. It was. It really made me appreciate the like the amount of detail that's put into every single drawing uh, in that film. But I saw Pig this year, and that was before they started uh, mandating the vaccine passports. And then I saw the Card Counter, and now I've seen. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Some would say all three are equal quality films, you know? So uh, I had a good time with each one of those movies. I had a blast. I, You know what? I really thoroughly enjoyed seeing Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City on the big screen. It was like I was playing the PlayStation game. That's all I ever wanted from any of those movies, and they never fucking gave it to me. It was always Mila Jovovich who's a very overrated action star and actress and um, yeah. never should have had any sort of career, but the director of that first movie really managed to hollow out that name, Resident Evil, and turn it into a nepotism project for his wife.
2: Good for not him, I good, guess. But. Not that
0: good-looking either, really. No, certainly not. No. Very uh, very stern she, Russian face.
1: I don't like that.
3: Yeah, she's yeah. Still, I
1: saw it. Still leaving off her Lilo thing But people still think it's
3: yeah. like Lilo and yeah. Not that movie,
1: that movie like still slaps for me.
2: I fucking love that movie <laughs> yeah. still. Oh, that's a funny movie. I think because I tripped mushrooms and watched that movie, and 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 I always view it through that lens of like I remember watching um focusing on Bruce Willis's face in that, and he he looks like a like a teddy bear throughout the whole thing. He's like he's making these like weird faces. And like it, it just looked like the the French director. I don't know. I just, it just it, it's a it's a very like funny funny movie to me. And it's sort of easily you can kind of show it to kids or something. And and it's it's easy to a- access. And I think it's always funny to watch these movies that supposedly take place in the future, and we have flying cars and these tall sky scrapers and we're going to different galaxies and shit. I'm like. No, it looks more like WALL-E. We're all it looks like the Pixar movies. People said uh well, someone in the well, comment section said that Fifth
0: Element did Cowboy uh, I mean apparently this Netflix Cowboy Bebop ripped off Fifth Fifth Element in some way. Have, do you guys know, um, know anything about it? It's been a long time since I've seen the Fifth
2: sure. Element. I haven't uh, watched any of the Cowboy Bebop stuff. I like the I do like the anime. I own the uh the box set of all that. I think those are great, but the live action, I had no business watching that. That's made for kids. Well, you're better for it. It's over. It's done.
0: They already pulled the plug. And I,
2: Look, I assumed that the ratings were not to be stellar. But, you know. I, what's that one? I, I didn't even watch that one, the South Korean thing that everybody was into. My stepson oh, watched Squid it Rigor? three times. Yeah, Squid Game. He watched it three times. I'm like, I cannot give less of a shit <laughs> if I tried. I'm not watching that. yeah i guess i i should i should just to see where the sort of the is or whatever like you know the uh see see where the the pulse is or why people like this thing
1: you're gonna you're, you're gonna miss the reference when they make scary movie eight yeah. Oh. is that a joke
0: are they really doing scary movie eight i can't even tell anymore
2: oh, they, they might make us they might make that version of scary movie but they'll do it for squid game and they'll be like oh, octopus, octopus octopus oh. fucking Did with, they do
1: that, or another it? word what's that lobster game? game it'll be shrimp game.
3: lobster game, game. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't mind squid yeah. game, I thought as far, especially as far as modern series go, uh, that yeah. was, that was pretty uh top notch I yeah. thought I mean, yeah, because yeah, it delivers on its uh premise and, and uh you know I mean that was the big thing we talked about when we did uh, Battle Royale and when we did uh-huh. a game on uh, or, or did a show on Squid game is you know you, you check out a lot of these odds, oh, it's, it's a, a dystopian future. They're doing a game and the winner's going to get a million dollars and everybody else is going to die. They, while there's always a trick where somehow two people are going to live or three people are going to live or whatever it might be. No, Squid Game does exactly what it sets out to do. There's one winner. There's one survive kind of, but still, yeah. There's still one survivor, uh, one winner. Battle Royale doesn't do that. I didn't like Hunger Games, but Hunger Games did certainly didn't do that. None of those do that. Squid Game did it yeah that's good i'll have to check it out well, you know well, what else what did that? that the last duel was a lot like last Squid duel Game. did there that one the last Survivor. duel did that that's right
2: and it did and, not and turn out
0: well for adam driver my god he got a. did you guys like what did you think of the movie uh i liked the movie until the final chapter
2: interesting which one the one with the chick yeah, because I you know, thought she was a truth? lying fucking
1: bitch. I thought she was setting up <laughs> out <laughs> You whore. You, whore. you took your shoes off. We know Christ. what that means. You said he was handsome once. How dare you? you I don't think... I don't she don't was think admiring I those moles from afar. She was asking for it. What about you, Hans? What did you think? I had the experience that you said you wouldn't have had if you didn't go to the theater. I was kind of like, oh, this is long. Oh, they're telling the story again? That's why, you know, the story... I think... My biggest issue was that, okay, we're going to see the story from three different points of view. But I think they change. But it's one point of view.
0: Were... It's 100% one point of view. They lead you into believing the defi- – and also uh, – sorry to interrupt. I'm just a little worked up about this. <laughs> today. Now I'm thinking about right. it.
1: Go ahead, Hans. I lost my train of thought. You scared me. You know, uh... if you merged you, <laughs> Hans, with Anthony, you would get an Adam Driver-looking
0: fellow.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. Are you high? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why are you thinking
1: about it? She's getting contact high from me. <laughs> yeah. I continue. Your no, what's your review? What, what, what I was saying is that the, the the three stories don't really change that much. No. Uh like it, it's just a slight. uh oh, she looked at him differently. Oh, the kiss was different. So uh, I guess that's different. For it to be two and a half hours, the the payoff, like the fight, was cool. But by the time that the fight came, I was kind of already like I, I stopped caring about what happens, you know, because mm. we've seen the story told three times already. And now that we get to the fight, it's kind of like, uh, I don't care. So that that's my problem is they lead you in the
0: direction that there is a definitive truth to be uncovered here and not three legitimate perspectives. And you see that with the Adam Driver chapter where it's still pretty ruthless on his part. Like, yes, there's the... I mean, you're kind of piecing it together a little after the fact. And he says, oh, yeah, there was the polite struggle or whatever that, of course, women would would do to save face. And they do show you her taking off her shoes, which kind of is supposed to, like, tip you off to maybe something. Maybe she's not totally turned off to the idea because she's getting ready. She's going up to the bedroom. Um, And then, obviously, (laughs) there's a, a more hardcore version of that with her perspective. But I think this movie suffers cowardice. I think they started worrying about well what about the people who don't get it what about the people who just don't believe the woman all right and what is the woman's perspective every man in my life is terrible to me and i'm just a i'm a i'm a deer in the headlights i'm a babe in the woods i don't know yes, anything
2: yes yes. Oh. yes 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 but but if you take it as this it is incredibly based you're saying <laughs> okay, that I'm like listening. it it is it is because it is saying that it's like Roshamon, right? Sure. whose Whose perspective is really this the the true perspective? Now you can view it as I mean, you're looking at it through these goggles, and I definitely felt it for sure. Like, okay, what? I think it even says the caption.
0: What really happened? No, no. no. Here's what happens, and this I really didn't like this too. Is they open well, with this is uh, when you knew I was gonna the, right? A, you see a chapter, so you get chapter yeah. the truth according to uh matt damon mullet character the truth according to (laughs) uh, adam driver the and then for her chapter they fade out everything but the word the truth the truth oh no it's so corny.
1: i know you fucking assholes (laughs) i
0: i saw that i was like they they're ruining the movie right now this is where it starts yeah 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 yeah
1: because he's he's like all right then what it's like, why did I just watch two hours of a movie then? If you're now so you fucking lied to truth.
2: me for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what you said. No, but it's, like, but it's like, how else are you going to, how else are you going to get that movie made? You had to do it in such in in that way, but you had to do it. He had to do it. He had to, he had to say, but really, it's about her truth, her truth, which is the truth. Fine, you Don't me put that on. I could listen. But I could have accepted it, as it. it was presented. If it said
0: her truth, I could have accepted that. And that would have been
2: like a sneaky little way to get through the cracks. But That's not sneaky. That's not sneaky. The sneaky way is to say the truth and to mean her truth, which really means... Do we really... Are we really gonna believe her at her word? But I could also, at the same time... Like you know, the world was a little more Sharia back then. Sure. Like it was a little more like this shit could happen from her perspective. We're viewing it through the lens of 2021, all of this woke shit. It's fucking disgusting. It's everywhere. It's bu- But if you look at it in the historical context, when things were a bit Sharia back then, you could see a dude like Adam Driver like we all know the Hollywood guys James Franco shit where it's like and look I'm not I'm not you know I I'm not saying James Franco did anything different than what any other fucking guy who runs an acting class does which is just it's just a pussy party that's what you're doing trying to get but but uh I can see this guy who's like he's so handsome women love him He's he's he, beyond the women. The top dog loves him. Harvey Weinstein loves him, right? The guy, you know, or Ben Affleck. I mean, this is why Ben Affleck oh, is perfectly cast. Oh, he's so because, good, like, like, Jack. He, he
1: is Simple Jack's he brother, is, without a haircut. <laughs> he,
2: he he is Ben Affleck. It yes. would be like if Ben Affleck is like, I want to be my friend, right? And I've got the long hair, and I, like women think I'm g- good looking, and like. The, the most powerful dude in the fucking room is like this is my buddy. Um I can see a guy like that going ahead and taking pussy cuz it happens all the time. It happens all the time in Hollywood. You know that that's that's that that whole industry uh that's just what happens there, right? We all know this now. Sure. So I but but from the view of yes 2021 it's like yeah, you're beating me over the fucking head with this. But at the same time though, what <laughs> i I understand I'll sacrifice that pawn at the end with the true thing for the baseness that happens before about like how I love how Matt Damon's like you we're gonna fuck right now. <laughs> She's like, what? I just got raped. He's like, I know. Oh yeah. He cannot be the last man who fucks you. And it's like that type of shit is like some samurai honor shit that you never see depicted in, in movies about Western culture. That's some Western cultural samurai shit where he's you know what I'm saying? Like that's some that's some night like, you know, I have to fuck you right now. I know you've just been raped, but you must you can't leave <laughs> this world with this fucking degenerates coming you you need my shit and then, you know like yeah, yeah like and they showed that they showed that and you know that that shit that kind of shit happened too so it was like i was able to 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 go i get it you know and i do and i and for me that the, the it wasn't woke so much as going like no that's how shit was back then
1: yeah you could just well, get that's- fucking
2: raped and there's nothing you can fucking do
1: that's why I was looking at reviews, because you know how reviewers always put like their own uh, societal spin into movies when they shouldn't. And there was one that I read before I, I we started recording that's, that says, uh, it's a strange long horror comedy about how women in the 14th century were at the mercy of dudes who were vain, petty, and cruel, only to be concerned with their own status, even when someone else's life is at stake. And it... Uh, 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 Yeah, And it's like, yeah, why are you bringing modern day sensibilities into a movie that's supposed to happen before, you know, rights for anyone but men happen? You know, like, I don't understand applying like, oh, oh, my God, look at how uh, hateful this man is being or, you know, how women are treated. That's horrible. It's like, yeah, that's how it worked before. Yeah. So I don't understand this outrage of like, because I I know that the the film had some uh, backlash about it was just like a like a rape like a rape movie or whatever and it's yeah. like rape was rape wasn't even depicted as like as horrible it wasn't fucking irreversible you know this movie, this movie got was trashed this movie got trashed by
2: new york times new yorker like this got like completely trashed which i knew when i was sitting in there i was, I was like yeah this is gonna get there's no way that they're going to like this even though yeah. even though it's 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 not saying accurate. this was a good thing that this happened. Mm-hmm. It was saying like, no, that but this, like you just said, Hans was like, no, th- but this is just how it was,
1: right? And, right. So, so they were they were trying to cancel it for the like modern day sensibilities of like you shouldn't be treating women like this or how dare they make a movie where women are treated like this? It's like if you're yeah, trying to yeah. do yeah. something accurate, like that, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't understand bringing, and that's something that a lot of people do, where it's just like, well. You can't do that anymore because blah 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 blah. blah. And it's like that's... Like, the
3: only,
2: compl- all of that shit would have got blown away if they would have removed the first two narratives. Yeah, it would have just got blown away if they didn't do that. And I like that they did that because yeah. from these, these are two different types of dudes, and you know those guys. You know, you know the 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 archetype of that dynamic. You right. got the one got. I said this too. I was like, I think I tweeted about this. It was like, it was about like a, a Williamsburg hipster guy, <laughs> fucking a MAGA country guy's wife. That's what it was. It was. This is what happens when this fucking Williamsburg hipster
1: goes like and tries to sneaky, fuck with. Just yeah, be a little sneaky, dude, be like, sneaky, and be all like, sexy. Hey. And she, yeah, and, yeah. And, How he got in, where he gets his friend to be like, oh, it's cold out here. Can I, can I come inside? And he just slides in and tells him to go so he can breathe. Yeah. That's very sneaky. Very, like, like you're saying, like, <laughs> yeah. Williamsburg. Like,
3: hipster.
2: Williamsburg hipster guy fucks a MAGA guy's wife. And this is what happens. Because, I mean, I mean, Matt Damon has a literal fucking mullet in this. Yeah. <laughs> like you know he's 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 fucking he's and he's super earnest and he's super like brutal but he's honorable
1: and like old school old school if, yeah. if you can be old school back in those days like if there was right. something like he was, like old, he was old
2: school when, old when his school was wife old school. Yeah,
1: yeah when he his wife shows like receives him with like cleavage and he's like you fucking whore oh, he's yeah. disgusted <laughs> with <you>. her <laughs> he can't he can't bear the <laughs> yeah. sight of her
2: That's what I'm saying. Return, return to tradition. And, and, and you get this, uh, you know, fucking feathery haired, um, you know, beautiful manlet, uh, uh, Adam Driver, who's, uh, you know, he's, you know, he, he bathes every day, that guy. He has he has he has orgies with the fucking Duke or Baron or whoever the fuck the Lord, you know, the Lord of the land. So yeah, and it's I thought it was perfectly cast. I thought it was really fun cast watching these guys. And Matt Damon, for for all of the joke that he is, he is still when he isn't when he acts, he's a great actor. And Matt and and Ben Affleck is like perfectly cast as himself which he should just always be that's why i thought he was like the best batman bruce wayne thing because it was like yeah that's who he is right if they should just play it up and uh, let him play it up like he does in this movie where he's just like oh yeah (laughs) i was trying to
1: figure out his accent though his accent kept changing throughout the movie i didn't know what i i thought it was going to get like boston ben affleck but then he was fat for a little bit and then at times he tried to like dress it up a little bit more to sound more of the time, but it was just Ben Affleck.
2: I think he was doing the same accent that he did in uh, Shakespeare in Love.
1: Right. Where it's just like a little more educated, I guess, or trying to sound a little bit more yeah. I think the
0: biggest or most shocking reveal of the movie is that Ben Affleck's character has a wife and she's fucking ugly. Did you guys see her at the at the duel with her long face? My God, this dude is just... Uh, slaying women left and right in the bedroom, inviting Adam Driver, having a blast, having parties every single night. And then, boom, he's was some horse-faced bitch. My God. Oh, that's,
2: but that's how it was back then. Yeah, yeah. You did, you, that's how you got land. That's how you... The only way you held those titles was through marriage. The only way you could, you know... Uh, you know, you sort of get to be the Lord is by having to do stuff like that yeah you marry this this you know ugly woman but then you have like a harem and you never even see this chick she's just it's just paperwork were you guys surprised that ben affleck
0: and matt damon wrote the script to it like this is their project yeah. i didn't yeah, know yeah. that when i went into it only when it popped up in the end credits at at the finish of the film that i realized oh they actually reteamed for this and that that was uh, I mean, I kind of get it from Matt. If you ever saw Project Greenlight, Matt Damon's a bit of like uh, like an old school liberal type of guy where it's like, oh yeah, I care about women and people of <laughs> color. But then you know when a black woman gets mouthy with him, he'll get mouthy back and, and like, <laughs> try to shut her up. And uh, that <laughs> it, it felt like
2: very vast. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. It did. Hey, look, it takes it I it takes its takes but it's like for 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 what what's coming out now. I'm like, okay, well, at least this kind of snuck through a little bit. And mm-hmm. it got and it like we were saying, it, it did get shit on by the Washington Post and the New York Times. You know, everyone took a shit on it. And uh but I love his reaction to all the Criticisms, which was like, yes, because you guys fucking suck. That's why you guys are lazy and you're fucking. What do you, what,
0: what, he's actually up. been fighting back
2: against? How is this doing on
0: Rotten Tomatoes, Hans?
1: Uh, it's got. Uh, hold on. I have the review, so it's I just found another one that was. Just, Dude, there, there's a there, 86 fresh. Uh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. An 81 audience. Yeah. There's this shot.
2: There's this shot when they're fighting, and he like swings his fucking sword. And this guy's head just goes, like it just explodes in a mist of fucking blood. He gets covered and just his head explodes. I thought like the the brutality that they showed was fucking incredible. Like they, uh, I was talking about this on my show last night was that we don't know no nobody kept records of how they fought with swords or axes. Or the thing with the chain that they swing, you know. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows how they fought with those because we never kept any records. So, like, if you look at Japanese history, you can trace how they used the katana sword, how they used martial arts, and all that shit. They have, and China too. They have all these records going all the way back. They just kept records, records, and we did nothing, none of that. So, so we don't know how they fought back then. But, but I love the the uh, oh my the way that Ridley scott depicts these battle scenes in it and he fills it with those it was like such a fucking right move like he's like there should have been more of that in the gladiator or uh there's this the, my favorite movie of his of this sort of i guess century or whatever would be the, uh, this movie the last duel and the 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 uh kingdom of heaven alien Covenant. Of heaven. oh no yeah, the, they're very King, King, similar kingdom of heaven which is – if you if you watch the director's cut on Amazon, they've got it. You can rent it there. It's fucking excellent. But when they released it, it, it was terrible, the, the sort of edited t- cut. But the, the the director's cut of that is like one of the best – it completely transforms the movie. I would, I would highly recommend that movie, and that's about the medieval times. It's about the Crusades with uh, Orlando Bloom. But you've got to watch the director's
0: cut. Do you think that the Ridley Scott name is, has more weight to it than Ridley Scott as a filmmaker? Because I kind of felt that way watching this, where it's like, do I like Ridley Scott? I know he's considered like a classic filmmaker of the 20th century, especially. And I mean, he's he's got plenty of hits, and I, I've enjoyed his work um, a number of times. But I don't know if he's a director that seals the deal more often than not.
2: Quite uh, a take. Quite a take. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at his filmography: uh, Alien, Blade Runner, Black Rain, Black Rain. I've ne- never seen Black Rain. Uh, Michael
0: Douglas, classic.
1: It's a very Blade, boring movie. Uh, you know. The King I, of the
2: I, I would say I would say he's like one and one, maybe two, mm. two and one, maybe or one in mm. two.
1: But I think I, he you
2: know, was I, in the '90s. I I mean, not I, so much in the movies. I think this movie is one of his better movies. This is this this movie
0: of his is the last one that I, I think I enjoyed at above a seventy five percent capacity, um, in recent memory anyway. Because I, I remember going to see Alien Covenant and I was hyped for that because I like Danny McBride, of course, and you know the, I, I I I like a lot of aspects of Prometheus, but I don't think it really delivers on what it could have been, which could have been like a weird, dark reversal of, let's ignore all the alien sequels and, and we'll we'll have it be sci-fi, but dark, grounded sci-fi. He does the same thing that those sequels wind up doing, which is getting a little too over the top, getting a little too wacky. And if you take a look at the um, deleted scenes and alternate takes and alternate um, monster and alien designs, the shit that was originally shot with is far creepier and superior to what they wound up using for the movie, so there's, a, I think there's an extended cut or something on the on the Blu-ray of Prometheus, and and there's a, a bounty of of deleted scenes, and they're all really good. But what wound up getting uh, put into that final cut, for me uh, anyway, didn't feel like it stuck its landing. And um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy his earliest films, obviously Alien, Blade Runner, um, but He's not a filmmaker that I go back to too often or really think about that much. I probably think about Tony Scott more than Ridley Scott.
3: Hmm. I don't know. I think but,
0: he yeah, yeah. But you're hyped on on he, Ridley Scott. You just promoted Kingdom of Heaven and and everything else. I kind of deflated that a little bit. But I mean, what what is it about his filmmaking that that you feel like really delivers?
2: i like his depictions of violence i like um of those those big battle scenes, like the big the big battles he did you know he he did that in uh, gladiator as well Mm -hmm. like in the beginning when they're fighting the barbarians and i like um i uh, there's this like epicness to him that he puts on everything there's a gloss on it yeah and um, I like that gloss. I think uh, mm. like I, I even like Matchstick Men. I like he that he does stick that. Man? He did Matchstick Men? I didn't even realize. Man. I like that he does that. Like he's going to go, I'm going to do this I'm going to do that. And he did this Cormac McCarthy movie that I don't really like but I, some people are going are, are reconsidering it now. I uh, forget what that one's called but, but it was with a fastbender, um Michael Fastbender, But but I like that he'll go into these places. I like – like you said, Prometheus was – was the concept was interesting, but they didn't stick with the concept. They kept having to make this like return to alien. I wanted to go with those humanoid things that created us. Like that's some next-level shit. That's some Alex Jones shit or something. Like, yeah, let's go into this. I want to see that. I want to see a movie about reptilians. You know, like a they live type of reptilian alien movie. Like these yeah. are these are interesting ideas that have not been tapped yet because of some sort of black magic that surrounds them. And, and it, it should just—I don't know. I, I anyway. Uh, but but in terms of Ridley Scott, I yeah. I, I when when he's good, he's really great. And when you see Kingdom of Heaven, if you want, watch the fucking original cut and then watch the director's cut of that and you'll see what 25 minutes added on you know his original vision of it would have done i even think the same thing with blade runner i think he got to he got george lucasy with it but i think if he would have just done it like without the narration his original theatrical cut I think that would have been even better than it is now. Now they have like the definitive cut and the definitive cut. You're like, Whoa. it's unforget, It's for, it's forgettable. Whereas the Blade Runner movie, the best parts about it are the mystery about it The mm-hmm. things that you don't see because it's a very dark movie, darkly dimly lit movie. So it's the things like you don't see in that movie, the mystery of everything of how everything works that bring you back to that movie.
0: I tend to agree with you on Blade Runner.
2: I have the, uh,
0: like the ultimate box set or whatever for, for Blu-ray. And uh, before I even saw it, I decided to go with that. And I, I told myself I was going to watch each one of them. And the one that I probably enjoyed the most is just like the basic director's cut from the early 90s, which is, I, I think what you're saying is the definitive one. Before he started, there's like two, we're, we're going back and tinkering with what's here, uh, cuts that came out, I think, after 2000. But I, I don't even mind the uh, theatrical cut all its flaws in it, it being an inferior film I think the uh, narration and the like the clearly cribbed uh, Kubrick shining leftovers of the helicopter uh, add like a kind of a dated charm to it but I, I, I was just looking at um Ridley Scott's IMDB here for for his directing and there's so many films I didn't even realize he did like GI Jane or <laughs> yeah. ha- Hannibal for some reason I thought Hannibal was yeah. Tony Scott um yeah huh. That's an enjoyable, dumb film. American Gangster is pretty solid, or at least it was when I first watched it. American, um,
2: yeah, yeah, it's a solid movie.
0: Yeah, it's a solid one. Also, he's got, I don't think this is going to happen. Gladiator 2 is in <laughs> it's, it's in production. I don't know how you do that with Gladiator 2. bloated Russell Crowe.
2: <laughs> Straight to HBO Max, same day, same day
0: theatrical release. Straight to HBO Max. That'll be good if they do like an Alfred Molina. We're just gonna put your face on someone else's body because
2: he's if, clearly. If he wants to do it with John Millias writing it or whatever, then then I would be down for that. I'm
0: intrigued by the the prospect. Um, also, he, he, I mean, he's somebody who knocks out two films in a year, uh, seemingly regularly. Because uh, he did have House of Gucci come out, and I was probably more interested yes. in checking that out than I was Last Duel initially, anyway. Um have have either of you guys seen House of Gucci?
1: No, not yet. I haven't I haven't found it on the people
2: just, I uh, to have seen. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm, I'm just going a- like I I was trying to check on reviews because I know like Anthony said he got a lot of backlash and movie reviewers are so embarrassing. <laughs> I kind of wish that we I guess we kind of do the same thing, but the the confidence that you have to have i guess to write a full ass article that just shows that you didn't understand what the movie was trying to tell it's pretty funny to me uh there's a couple of quotes here from one that says uh uh hold on uh god damn it where'd it go oh here it is it's like The men play the victims while it's the lady that reigns supreme in the last duel. Does she? And then there's another. They're going to burn her.
0: They're going to end her whole family if Matt Damon can't pull this out. So I don't think so. Everyone just called you a liar. Your best friend thinks you're a slut and a a deceptive whore, wench. And uh, your husband, if he doesn't die, will save the family. But if he does die, then you and your kid are going to get gonna get burnt up
2: yeah yeah that was what was that stake there it's i love the ending because you're you're i was like you're like confused like is this a good thing or what is happening here like he just did this weird thing in this entire fucking fiefdom or whatever they're all like "Ah!" this is huge it's like the only thing they had in their lives was the story right yeah and the story happened right there and they couldn't even get tickets to
3: it
0: something that i uh i did not like about the ending is that they make you feel comfortable about her being pregnant for the first time after five years they should have had a little black haired child with a big old
1: mole in the side of his head that's how i would (laughs) yeah that's some star wars I Wars. i was kind of like oh who cares you know, she's just like oh, she lived and never remembered so no, much. Not um, even that. They show
0: you the, They make sure you know it's Matt Damon's kid because it's the blondest, yeah. most Aryan child on the planet Earth. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they should have left it up uh, in there. I mean, I guess I, you know, her, his victory, and her like <laughs> oh, I'm being paraded around now. I'm sad. Uh, is kind of like a, a more
2: I don't think she's sad. I, th- I think she's confused. Mm. as the audience is supposed to be like what the fuck did we just go through
0: i think they wanted to i really scott feels like a filmmaker where he doesn't want to give you the 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 low note to end on he wants to end it on a high note make you feel yeah 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 pretty good yeah. Live in
2: the theater that's what i'm saying he wants to give you a fucking time i give you a ride you don't mm. get filmmakers like that you get fil- I, nowadays it's, it doesn't matter who it is so it's, it's just like how do you feel about it? I don't know how you feel about once upon a time in Hollywood. I don't know how you feel about licorice pizza you know yeah. you know it, uh I felt pretty good, I guess you know you no. but this guy gives you a fucking ride. You buy the ticket, you take the ride, he'll send you on the ride not it's not always the ride you want to go on but but you yeah, know for me there's never there 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 aren't enough movies that take place in that period of nights and and we we've lost that in the West. What they've had forever now with the samurai film.
1: Well, you can because they're very masculine, right? No one was movies no, about man being masculine you, you, they, No,
2: they do. People do. The ones who see well, no, do. They,
1: Well, this one bombed. This one made it's like bombed? thirty million. Yeah, thirty million out of a hundred million budget. What? Yeah, yeah, really? it was.
2: It was always going to bomb. But if you could take this plot and put it into Star Wars. If you, if, Who if you, gets if you, raped? Yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's for real though, that's the only
2: thing that drives people in is is shit like that. You know what? No matter Actually, where we're at, we're never going back
3: to outrageous to
0: and ridiculous as that sounds. A hundred percent, Anthony is correct because as soon as they did that with the DC, right, with Joker, when they were like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna treat this seriously and we're gonna get into some deeper, darker shit than we might usually uh, might not usually uh people suddenly became invested again people are interested in that property so if you did do something that hardcore and serious and maybe not oh, wow. totally on par with what you've come to expect i think that would probably snap it back to life
2: yeah you got to go you got to you got to make like the jedi and all this shit you got to make like the um palace entry you got to basically take star wars and turn it into game of thrones
1: and well you're gonna make flawed characters, right? Which flawed characters lack. there's like, not one flawed character. Adam Driver was Sour, the flawed character and in- so he
0: he's gonna well, be the rapist again. We're gonna ignore the last one. He <laughs> rapes Daisy Ridley. John Boyegas
1: gay. was he though? Because like he had chances of killing uh the Daisy Ridley whose name i can't remember right now but uh because he wanted to but then he him. didn't because he, he felt, wanted to get he felt in. a
2: connection oh yeah. i yeah. i think i think him him as kylo ren got him this role because mm. because at least that first movie those movies are absolute dog shit they are such dog shit they are sad sad movies those should not even be regarded as like Star Wars. Neither should the prequels, for that matter. I mean, you could say the prequels, I guess, but I, I I think it's okay to like not and not put that in there, and and then also add like the Clone Wars cartoon shit and kind of and the Mandalorian stuff. That's all kind of nice, but the the fucking those new movies sucked. But the one thing that did do was show that Adam Driver could be kind of evil, kind of wicked, kind of dirty kind of like a raper and and so i think what,
1: they're
2: that in girls yeah there's adam sackler on girls well, the, yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah but he was he was always like the the fuddy-duddy he was in lewin davis mm. inside lewin davis oh, as yeah, the kind a of like
0: dorky country singer.
2: dorky yeah and that's how he was in girls kind of dorky you gotta like uh but, so th- t- t- but t- those t- star t- wars t- those star wars movies kind of dirty them up a bit and let him let him be like, Arr! at least in that first one, you know, that was kind of a good and interesting performance to say the least was his, 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 you know, when you see Ryan Gosling and he gets really angry, he, his voice goes up and he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah!
3: <laughs>
2: when Adam yeah. driver gets angry, he's like, You're like, yeah, I want, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a little scary. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that that got him this this gig where he, he can be. He is this giant. He looks like a giant. His ears kind of shape down like the people who have gigantism. You ever notice that? Yeah, look at yeah. Adam Driver's ears. Adam Driver, bro.
1: yeah. His oh, yeah. face,
2: he looks like he has gigantism. Like he suffers from some sort of skull deformity. His skull does not look like normal people, it is very fucked up. <laughs> so this
0: movie was a hundred million dollars to make oh there we go get his military photo that'll show look at this guy's fucking head tell me this guy doesn't have gigantism
2: this guy looks like the fucking giant from um uh, uh, remember that movie you would pay to see this guy at the circus look at this look at the look at this one bro over here to the the one next to that, that picture next to that, this this picture here? No, no, next, to it, like oh, next oh, to it, like completely okay. next to it. The next image uh this the, the yeah, right there. Look at this guy. This, this is a freak. This is a freak. That's what look at his look at his face. That's
0: his ears now. Imagine when he's 60 years old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he nose, looks
2: yeah. like the guy who played um the Wookiee Chewbacca. <laughs> Peter, whatever his name is. No.
0: Peter Mayhew, yeah.
2: Yeah, Peter Mayhew. They're hiding uh, something with this guy. He looks like a mutant. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Look at this guy.
2: <laughs>
3: my giant. Yeah, my
2: giant. It's same guy. Same face. Same face. Jesus Christ
0: god um so what i mean are they gonna let ridley scott make movies after this 100 million dollars it's only made 30 million it's been out i mean it's theater run is over do you think they just chalk this up to covid or what
2: because that's a huge loss i think um i i think he'll come back with something smaller well how, how did
0: house of gucci do Well, let's take a look at that. I was just looking at the money that Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City made. Well, would you look at that? Twenty five million dollar budget, thirty point eight million at the box office, which is point seven more million than the last duel. More people showed up for Resident Evil. Some would say that might be the better film. I don't know. We might have to take a look at that when Hans eventually gets around to watching it.
1: I don't know. House of Gucci. House of Gucci, which is also two and two hours forty minutes. I bet it made uh it made ninety three million. Or Whoa! A, fuck. Uh, Forty one domestic.
0: All right, so you can't blame COVID then for for the last two underperforming. No. What was the budget?
1: I, I don't think they list that anymore. On, no, but, on... but
2: nobody wants to see those movies anymore. Which is why I liked it. Oh so seventy
1: five. So nobody like
2: nobody wants to see medieval movies. Mm-hmm. Movies that take place in the Middle Ages. Nobody wants to see those. That's why I liked it so much because like, well, they fucking made this movie that nobody's going to see except people like me. But that's because I'm into this shit. And yeah, Gucci, of course, because people see Gucci all the time. And it's a murder mystery. Well, they also
1: see that – what's his name? Jared Leto's wearing that goofy uh, makeup. And who else is in it? Christian Bale. I don't know. I don't even know what's in it. Uh, Adam Driver is also in that that one. All right. He's well, just to, this so guy.
2: I really like. I really like how they do the duel thing, where he like lays his glove down, and it's just like all this tradition, all of this stuff that we've lost that we don't that we have no connection to. But you can see them doing it, and you're like, oh, okay. you know, I don't know. I I I really appreciated that. I really appreciated the the accuracy of the or at least attempted accuracy. You don't see any of that. I like. Nobody it. wants to
0: see the medieval thing. I liked it when Adam Driver showed up at that party and they had to make a big announcement that they were going to mend fences and be peaceful with one another. And that, of course, leads to the inciting incident, that kiss, that very romantic (laughs) kiss where they just both passionately enjoyed one another's lips on each other. He's like,
2: kiss my wife, kiss him. A
3: the show bitch.
0: Of, what if it's a
2: peace offering or something that's or another like...
0: thing that kevin smith is very adamant about is bringing that back <laughs> yeah to, to modern society
2: i want to do that i want to do that man <laughs> kiss my wife
1: <laughs> kiss him you this fucking was a whore <laughs> proof of my respect to you uh ridley scott understand. right now is working on a napoleon movie uh And then there's there's a movie called Queen and Country that was written by the lady that wrote Ocean's 8. Uh, And then there's Gladiator 2 that's being written by Peter Craig, who wrote Hunger Games, Mockingjay 1 and 2, Bad Boys for Life, and uh, is writing The Batman and Top Gun Maverick.
2: You guys guys remember that movie uh, Indecent Proposal?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yes. that was. uh Who was that?
0: Who directed that movie?
2: I forgot, but it it was Woody Harrelson and like uh, Demi Moore. Robert Redford, Demi Moore, and like it was on the other night. And my wife was like, "Why did people fucking watch this movie?" I was like, "Oh, because this is because this is how people were back then." Yeah. Like now, yeah, if somebody offered you a million dollars, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's just fuck my wife." I would give me the fucking million dollars. But back then, it was like. You offered a million dollars to fuck his wife? How dare you, sir? How did I lay down the glove? You know, it's like that. We're talking about nine,
1: 1993 a million dollars too, right? So that's about a million six.
3: Yeah.
0: Probably. <laughs> oh, Adrian Line directed that. I went through his filmography yeah. earlier this year. Uh, he is a terrific director, uh, the master of the erotic thriller adrian line and he's what else coming did, back did he do uh he what did else? fatal attraction okay he did um indecent proposal and no. nine and a half weeks that's wow. my favorite of his okay he also he, did yeah. uh flash Dance and jacob's ladder and the lolita. lolita remake which we brought up only uh last episode oh okay i remember that he also did Unfaithful with Richard Gere and- uh, he, Yeah, he yeah, yeah. That's, well, that is was that, hot. Movie? that movie
2: was hot. Hawk Richard Gere. Was, is, yeah, yeah, working, is, he, is, he, is he working with Jonah Hill next? Is that the- uh,
0: No, I think he's bringing out- uh, He came out of retirement to shoot a movie with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas, which is uh same theme as all his other films. There's a cheater, and then someone's going to die. Peter! And like that happens.
2: Which is sad, cool, Ben I like Affleck. It. I like it. I like you know, because, like, you don't get many adult-themed movies anymore. No, you definitely don't. And uh, this, movie, this movie is adult, like, Uncut Gems was adult-themed. This movie, uh, The Last Duel, adult-themed. Uh, I like adult-themed movies. I like movies that are about, you know, adult shit, like, that you go through. I, I you know, um, that that was kind of the... Interesting thing about Unfaithful was was the the guilt that she takes with her, and that's interesting about like Vera Huven. Remember he did that movie about that girl that gets raped, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte Ron- Swift. Ron- <laughs> yeah, no. W- no, that's what happens
0: in Charlotte Swift. <laughs> the spider gets raped? Charlotte
2: Swift. No, no. Who is that chick that was in um, um, Camino's uh, uh, Heaven's Gate? Oh. Ah. Uh...
0: Name is not coming to mind at the moment. Uh, I, I know what film you're
2: talking about, though. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, it, as, uh... it's about Hopper. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Oh, that movie where she, where she gets uh, broken into and raped a bunch of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she kind of like likes it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that in the theater when that came out.
2: Yeah, that was so like. That's...
1: Uh... Sorry. L. Yes. It was called L? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was a big controversial film for the year it was out. Yes. It made no waves in America. No one wanted to see it. Nobody was talking about it. It was very popular in Europe.
2: Well, that's like Polanski's last movie, right? Like, you can't even watch it. What was his last movie? The
0: last one I saw from him was Carnage with Christoph Waltz and John C. Riley. Uh, the Julie last Foster. movie
2: that he did was the sort of birth of modern day, like, anti-Semitic... Uh, uh fuck let me see it it was it was about this incident that happened uh typing it in now typing it in now uh
1: it's it's about sorry hans venus and fur is that
2: no jacuzzi oh yeah yes yes a story about the dreyfus affair Concerning French Captain Alfred Dreyfus, who is wrongfully convicted of passing military secrets to, to Germans and sentenced to life in prison at Devil's Island, and it was because he was Jewish. Ah, I wonder what he's saying with that one. So, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, he lived, didn't he live through the fucking Holocaust? Oh, yeah, yeah. He okay, was, yeah. he
0: was there, he was there for the entire thing. Then he does Chinatown, and then he goes to Jack Nicholson's house and has Party. to leave the country afterward.
2: Yeah. He just wanted to take some pictures in the pool. That's yeah, Hey, he fuck the fourteen-year-old girl. How many fucking fourteen-year-old girls are getting fucked right now in Hollywood? Right now, 15? 14? maybe not fourteen, but fifteen. In the butt. Fifteen's pretty much. That's that's when you start he was, breaking them in.
1: He, he was extra naughty. Like <it's,
2: laughs> like the whole thing is it, this happens every once in a while. You got to have this like. That's what licorice pizza is
0: about, but it's the that, reverse. And it's a
2: boy and a girl. It should be about how that industry works it should be about how how that shit works every once in a while you gotta offer up this sacrificial pig and and it would be it would it would be good if Sean Penn was one of these sacrificial pigs as well this guy going through this existential crisis of being canceled because of just for the sole reason that like well your number came up so like um Just recently, there was this thing that happened on a TV show where a guy had like a $17 million deal. Now, what happens is, is like during COVID, is like everybody, you know, they couldn't film television episodes of your favorite shows or old people's favorite shows. So what did the old people do? Well, they figured out how to get Netflix subscriptions. They figured out how to get Hulu subscriptions. Now they can watch their, sh- their shit there. They don't have to watch your TV show anymore. So all of a sudden, this deal that got signed in 2017 looks pretty inconvenient in 2021 when the numbers of people tuning into your television shows are, are down. So what do you do? Well, we all know how everybody acts there, which is just like a fucking pig. You're allowed to as the saying goes the quote goes you can grab they let you grab them by the pussy right you can grab them by the pussy anything you want because it's true right like you can do that stuff there and they do let you um but when your number comes up and it's time to uh you know cut corners if you will you know that number is going to get pulled up and you're going to get do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, 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 yes. You're gonna, you're, they're gonna, you're gonna be looked at as uh, an inconvenience, and they're gonna figure they, out they, a way they, to they, remove you. From they the let
2: you do it. They let, like, when the fucking, sh- like, the quote goes, man, by the Trumpo, they let you do it. They let you do it because they know that at a certain point, if they need to, they can just fucking go. You did that, and I yeah. saw you. And 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 that's how sick that shit is.
0: There. And that's no, what took right. down Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men is
2: the you got AIDS, gave, <laughs> AIDS, um, <laughs> uh, porn addiction, Motherfuck, crack you got addiction. Aids, motherfucker! What the fuck? Was, uh, gave the porn stars AIDS. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He right still hasn't been bear? brought to justice over that. He gave <laughs> AIDS about- to so many people, <laughs> Not, and he knowingly gave it to them. Right? Yes, Maybe, he like, did. he didn't disclose. He knew. It. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, I went crazy because I found out I had fucking AIDS. And so I went crazy. I know, think Matt and, Lauer
0: asked him about that or something. He was like, so did you knowingly sleep with these women without telling them you were HIV positive? And he did a, ha, uh, uh um and then answered his question, which is a dead giveaway uh, that someone's,
1: you know, coming up with something uh, He was like, well, well listen. Um, well, what, do um, <laughs> what do you mean by knowingly? What do you mean by like,
0: I knew, but... Um...
2: Right. and they know? I mean, they kind of knew. My doctor I mean, I sort of mentioned doctor. it. I mean, I mentioned it in <laughs> passing, of course. You know, they were asleep when I said it, but, yeah, they know. I mean, they will.
0: Will, will Charlie Sheen be able to... Matt Lauer? ...make a, make a
2: resurgence at some point uh, as oh, an he's, actor? Yeah, he's fucking done. You think so? He's fucking done. And his dad fucked him up. Because his dad made him... They used to make it... His dad used to make him... His dad used to make him go sleep out, outside.
0: Um, what? With the, Just
2: with homeless people uh, during Christmas.
3: They never oh, got Christmas fun.
2: presents. It, it, he, he, th- their dad used to be like a really big leftist, like, a, like the biggest leftist you've oh, he ever is. seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now he's sort of a born again Christian leftist. But, but. But I mean, those those roots are still there. Like mm-hmm. he just looks at Christianity as how like that's very that's sort of
1: ha- Having such a successful dad that is just shitty to you, so that you can learn about how tough life is for yeah. other people. It's like you're you got millions in the bank. Can you be nice to? Me? Well, he was like, also an alcoholic. Martin no. Sheen was uh used to be alcoholic. Himself. Yeah, he's, he's
2: insane. He's insane. He he started with uh, the theater company that that I started with in New York. Here, and he started with them on a European tour of this show that uh, that I got to be in when, when they did the revival of it called "The Connection" about heroin addicts. So he, uh, uh, so so um, those problems he, that Charlie Sheen has came he, from somewhere. He 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 kind of uh was a kinda of anarchist, uh, leftist kind of guy. And then after he had his like heart attack, he became like a born again Christian. And then when you see him in real life, all he'll do is just like the entire time talk about his wife and tell all these stories about his wife and stuff. Or well, he's a very <clears throat> wholesome family man.
0: Everybody knows yeah. that Martin, she's a very right, right, good. Right, right. nice guy. Uh, Emilio, on the other hand, didn't he just got, he got fired from Mighty Ducks, the series, his big comeback, because he doesn't want to get the vax, right? That's Right, the right, thing.
2: right, right. It's kind of interesting. That's the guy. That's See, the
0: guy. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's interesting seeing uh, where people's lines are and seeing who's really in the know or worried about these things behind closed doors. It was him. It was Ice Cube. I think Nicki Minaj was speaking up about something. And there a few other people that were famous that you probably wouldn't expect. Uh, rumored to have a problem mostly black celebrities
2: yeah 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 there's no, there's no um there's no convincing some people to do it which is good yeah i'm, not, um, I'm i have
0: i have been poked just yet although any movie theater in the area if they check my my badge it's completely legitimate i have been uh i have been double vaxxed triple vaxxed Quadruple vax. As it's a matter government. of fact, I got vax this morning. I do it uh, as I'm making breakfast. I just shoot up yeah. real quick
1: and carry on with. Yeah, my So, so if the movie never comes out, it's because Lawrence is in federal prison for lying to the government. <laughs> 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 so, uh, get Charlie you, Sheen get eventually. I was looking at his career, and I think it's going to be fine. Like his last movie is from 2017, a 9/11 movie where he goes out. That's
0: the, the last area. movie he did,
1: 9/11. Yeah. Holy fuck, there's we should a, watch that, that for Civic. Whoopies there's man. another one listed here. Yeah, Luis Guzman is in it too. There's another one listed called Grizzly 2, but apparently that was shot in 83 and it was just released last year. Ah, what? Uh, Yeah, but besides that he's got that would, uh, be a great, Mon- that would be a good Civic TV watch there. Has anyone seen Grizzly 1? <laughs> no.
2: Oh. Watch both
0: of those. It's from right? 70, yeah, Grizzly double feature.
1: Uh, he did a Lil Pump video in 2018, um, and he did a Tim Montana video in 2019. Whoever that – I don't know who that is. I don't know who Lil Pump is either, but Lil Pump's Tim Montana Parker. sounds like a country guy. Oh. Well, yeah. He looks, how about Emilio? He looks I know
0: Emilio – I think he directed RFK. What are you holding up?
2: What oh. is
1: this? Uh, that's, that's a dying man video.
0: standing next to a bearded man.
1: Yeah, yeah, He's very, <laughs> Dying. very un, very unhealthy. Looking, it kind of looks like Johnny Knoxville now. Yeah, oh, God. Apparently, uh, and look, this
0: could be hearsay, but my YouTube recommendation said, "Here's why Bam Margera got Johnny Knoxville arrested," and it was like smiling Jamie Lee Curtis, Johnny Knoxville, and Bam. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if that's legitimate or not, but uh, I hope it's true because fuck Johnny Knoxville for for turning on his friends. He's a turncoat.
2: I know, but you know, you know Van Margera is kind of a fuck
0: up, so I uh, know he's absolutely a fuck up. I would completely agree with you. However, that's still Jackass is still part Bam Margera, a big part Bam Margera. And Johnny Knoxville. In a way, was, came, in a way, Bam Margera
2: late. Bam Margera gave up all that shit as soon as they let Johnny Knoxville host Jackass.
0: Yeah. I mean, Johnny Knoxville came in last and then basically took it over and became the face of it. Well, he um, took a bullet to the chest. Yeah, yeah, he did. His audition <laughs> was legendary. It's like, all right, for like, this
2: stunt, I'm just gonna shoot myself in the chest. And Margera is like, cool. And they all did drugs, but at a certain point, you're gonna do the last movie. It's like,
3: yeah, if somebody Marger- dies,
2: you're gonna have to pay the you know the insurance costs are just like insane.
1: Was Margera and, and- anyone's favorite? Because, I mean, he was like the pos- po- poster boy for it because he was such a like, yeah, popular I mean, Back in the day, the CKY yes. C- videos
2: were fucking dope. Those CKY yeah. yeah. CKY2K those that, were yeah, the thing I, awesome. Those were awesome. That built the aesthetic and the whole groundwork
0: for for what came with Jackass and everything else. No,
2: because, no, Jackass was that was that uh what was that other thing? Where where did Giant Oxfield start? There he was started from that Big Brother that magazine.
3: magazine, Big yeah. Brother.
2: Big Brother. So Big Brother was a different aesthetic. It was a little more Terry Richardson. It was yes. a little more shiny. It was a little more cleaner. It was, it was a little cleaner. C-t- CKY2K was like was like clerks, you know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. grungy. It was like it was dirty. It was like midwestern, always gray. It's always gray. Um and the music, uh the the is it CKY that that band? Yeah, yeah. Great music. But it was like this very specific time. Once once you get to Jackass and you have Johnny Knoxville hosting the fucking thing. It became a different. I mean, he was a proto. He like again. He comes from Terry Richardson. He's like proto hipster. He's Gavin McGinnis. He's Vice. He's all that stuff, you know. So, you know, I I, I don't think uh, Bam had a chance. I think if 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 he just complied with whatever they wanted to do, he would he, he would have been in it. Into it, but it would have been probably marginal.
3: You know. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they're, they're you know they've always been inching him out.
3: They don't have we're, any of his
2: crew, I think, in the movie
0: either. I think all those guys right. abstained from from filming, except for maybe um, what's his name, oh, the guy who shit in the uh, in, Oh, Rab really. himself. No, 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 not not the one who shit in the the hardware. That's, that's your that's, Aaron. Yeah, oh. no, no, no. Those
3: Aaron's guys are
0: all part of their thing but yeah. bam had his own crew which was like rake yawn and ryan and mm-hmm. uh, i think like chris rab so th- i i think chris rab is uh, the only uh, one oh. who who wound up doing the film but i don't know oh, yeah, ryan can't really uh, ryan can <laughs> be yeah, <him>. yeah. <laughs> <If it even laughs> there's <to>. an asterisk <laughs> there uh I, I don't know i don't i, I understand why they did it and why they pushed him out. He's such a problem, and he's a big fuck-up, and he's a mess, and who wants to deal with that? Especially when it's like mm. your friend from 20 years ago, and you're not going to, like, he's not complying to the way you want to run things. But I feel like he's such an integral part to how that all started, that you have to, like, he's the second guy. He's the second guy on the list. You got Johnny Knoxville, you got Bam, then you got mm. Steve-O and Chris Pont, et cetera. So, yeah, uh, it, it's that, and, and it's the fact that they decided to throw in, because obviously they're too old, Right, they threw yeah. in some new guys. Hey, we have some new guys in the Jackass crew. We're gonna to have to do stunts for the movie. Like this guy's named Zack Yeah, we've got a guy from Loiter Squad who's showing up. Right. how about that? This is wild. The thing that
1: do that, that doesn't bother, the thing that doesn't bother me about that is that I, I never or I can't really think of any memorable Bam uh, skits or Bam whatever. Oh, seats just, from just
2: him like beating up his dad.
1: But that's yeah. the show, though. That's that was like the whole show. But for him, yeah, he should beat like, up eighty-year-old but... Phil Margera. Be we... fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Man, like that video. The... Just
0: Man. it's that nursing home video, of the black guy just punching the old man's head. <laughs> Dude,
1: That was so
2: fucked up.
0: That was never one of the worst saw that again.
2: Never heard about that. Where There's did a... that go? Ah,
0: uh, that didn't happen. That was You're a hearing deep about Jesse
2: Smollett, but you don't hear about that shit. Like, that shit was brutal, man. That was awful. 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 I can't believe that. You shit. haven't
0: seen it, Hans? Let's not no. pull it up for the show because it'll, okay. it'll it'll hurt us on YouTube, I think. And we've, we've let's not do that. But that's uh, one of two videos where I saw that. Um, you need like, to elevate voices.
3: The
0: yes, the guy elevate with, an opera with like, like a, has like no, a no, tight no. Opera? I Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, if you want to pull up a picture of him. Let's not watch the video. I don't want to alienate. you. No, am yeah, I don't Disney want to see that but...
2: shit. That shit is brutal, man. That shit is disturbing.
0: There's a there's that video. A very few videos like unnerved me for a second. That was one. And then uh, there's a video of like a priest or something slapping a baby in the face and gra- like yanking at its leg or something during a mm-hmm. baptism. I was like, "What? I've the seen that fuck? shit in real
2: life. I've That's... seen this old like I've seen this old like a Hasidic dude." He was a Hasidic dude walking this little boy by his arm. He was like one or two years old. Very small. Very small child. And the boy was being, you know, he was being, you know, disagreeable. He was kind of pulling back and kind of. And the what the guy did, man, is he fucking swung him around, kind of went around. Like I'll show you on video. He swung oh, himself boy. around like this with the kid. And on the way back, he went back! And fucking knocked the kid in oh the my face. God. Dude, spun him around and just bam! Like Damn. way in the whack, And took it on the face. I'm on the bus uh going to uh to work, you know, I was going to meet my friends who were working on this uh studio in Williamsburg before it was Williamsburg as it's known now. Back then it was just like it was just Hasidic people. There's just and it still is that that area over there, and we were over down on uh, White they were building a recording studio that I was helping them uh with and anyway so that's why I was over there but seeing seeing something like that in real life where you're like wow
1: that the kid that was, was quiet it. after that though this, yeah like, I thought you were gonna say he threw him into a wall like a Looney tune
0: yeah me too
1: me too I thought you're gonna like malignant yeah, <laughs> he smashed him against the wall like malignant oh
0: god uh, it looked like that
1: yeah, It looked like that
2: the fucking his head went back like wow <laughs> full force <clears throat> and he threw me in a wall i killed him mm.
1: yeah was, Go- was uh yeah that was after tom green right because i think tom green is the original oh yeah no, no if you take cr- a look cr- at your parents if you take a look at the two of course like tom
0: green's a little more wholesome well not really because he did like take his mom or <laughs> mom's car yeah. and put like graphic lesbian porn on, uh, tattooed to it or something um but it was he, a little more You got,
1: got a statue built of them two fucking That's not <laughs> yeah, very all, right, respectful. all right all right all right
0: <laughs> what i'm saying is he never put his hands on his parents he was kind of a timid fellow
2: but but yeah, but Tom Tom couldn't you know after Freddie got fingered, it was like Tom couldn't fucking last. The thing that lasted was Jackass, yeah. And they and Bam fucked up when he let when he let Johnny Knoxville do it. But Johnny Knoxville is sort of he's a little he's he's easier on the eyes. Like Bam looks like his dad now. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville yes, looks old, and he looks gray and shit. But like, he he's always charismatic. Yeah, he's, he he's a, a movie star. Yeah,
3: you know, he's yeah.
2: he's, a, he, he's a terrible actor. He's like one of the worst actors I've ever seen. But uh, but, but as a uh, he's, I mean, he is dog shit as an actor. I right in the like, Ringer. Everybody, dude, everybody <laughs> talks shit about like uh, Keanu Reeves. If you watch Johnny Knoxville act in anything. It's brutal. It is so brutal. But but he does his his self-elevated uh, rather well. I don't know why that doesn't translate into just doing a character or something. But
1: Loris like... well, Laura, here is a big fan of that Starsky and Hutch movie that he did, right?
0: No, he wasn't in Starsky and Hutch. He was in um, Dukes of Hazard. those it good? Of- was that good? Nice. No. That the same time, right? It's an enjoyable comedy from the time. That's all I've ever said. And I got so much flack for, for even remotely defending Dukes of Hazard remake from J. Chandrasekhar from Broken Lizard. But, it, I mean, right. look, it, if you want a comedy from 2006 or whenever that came out, it's fine. It's not that bad. People people just being a, a bit dramatic about it, but whatever. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, Action Point was a movie, I think, from 2018 or 2019 he starred in, which was kind of yeah. like a soft return to Jackass, and you could just tell he was too old.
3: I saw that, that. Was, I saw
2: that
0: yeah I thought that was atrocious that was one of the worst movies I saw that year So it was fine
2: it was fine I like I I mean it was like what was that movie Adventureland
0: Oh with Jesse Eisenberg and the, the documentary Harrison Stewart all oh, right oh, The documentary was, yeah, ha- was on like, the actual park was good minus Chris Gethry being yeah. like yeah some some week, some weekends, we just go through a tunnel and beat up some Nazis. And that's just how life was back then. Yeah,
3: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With your little
0: fucking noodle arms, Chris Gethard. Get real. You look like that one slug from Men in Black. Come on.
1: Yeah, and a yeah. queen of Nazis. I, it was, it, I it, remember it, it, hearing that. And I was like, who is this? No one believes that you punched anyone ever in your life. A little little squid, nothing like this. No, he
0: yeah. ended his talk show, I think, in 2016 because he was just so distraught. Like, and he had, he got into a beef with Tim Dillon or something. Cause Tim Dillon, one, because and then Trump won, and then he was like, "Well, then it turned dark. Then it wasn't but
2: funny anymore." Tim Tim yeah. Dillon now though is not very much liked. Uh, Tim Dillon? Well, no, I mean by who? Most hmm. well, successful.
0: Uh, well, let's say world. like you know
2: Amy Therese. Oh no! Yeah, no. Uh, by and, like and, and Jack perfume nationalist guys. By like the culture critic, um,
0: uh, tastemaker circle. No, he has definitely fallen out of fashion because he's cowardly. He doesn't mean anything he said. He's too concerned with his uh, popularity and his image
2: to be able to do anything meaningful with it. But, but the best part about him was that side was yeah. that he was like, and he and he really pulled back and cucked out like you, you really cucked out yeah. and turned into this, this like and, and not even like recently no it's this been a long-standing shit. yeah she like she shares something from like a couple of years ago and you're like oh wow he's one of those guys <sighs> where it,
0: he'll he'll say something that is like uh Uh, complimentary to somebody like Trump or maybe uh, you know, just noting something funny he said, and he will have to preface. Now, I don't like the guy. I don't think he's... But you got it? I'm so tired of that shit. It's just like, you're a fucking pussy. Just shut up if you're not going to be able to commit to whatever you're going to say. If you're trying to play it both ways so you don't alienate a small portion of your audience that can't withstand that right now in 2021, come on, get over it. I mean,
2: there's only really... You can't look at any of this and think it's serious. Right. And if you think any of this shit is serious, you're fucked up. And that's my whole thing. I've kind of been posting this a a lot on Twitter. is like pictures of like jesters because I really like the jester. The jester, it didn't matter what – he t- tweeted or something or what he said. He was allowed to say it.
1: Joker baby, yeah.
2: The king could <laughs> fucking kill him if the king was a dick. But that never really happened. The king was allowed the the jester was kind of allowed to fuck with the king. Mm-hmm. And the king had to take it. That was part of the ritual. It was like you have to fucking take this and it's brutal and it hurts and it's true. And everyone and there's and, and he wouldn't do it in front of everybody. He right. would do it when they were alone and make fun of them like that, you know? And like, uh, this is like missing from today as like the jester of, of no, as soon as the fucking hammer gets pulled, you, they bow down immediately. That's why I lose respect for them. Because it's like, no, your job is to be that thing that makes the power sort of, like, embarrassed. That's the only thing that makes them... that attaches them to reality.
3: It's the only thing
2: that that brings them down to, like, us. You you need to go through that. If you don't go through that...
1: I don't know. I feel like a lot lot of that has to do with... uh, uh, if you're someone... Uh, that struggles to get an audience for how, however many years, like he did, and then he finds that niche that makes him incredibly successful, like he has been. Because I think mean, he makes like a hundred thousand a month on Patreon alone. Shit, yeah, he's uh, got the top
0: Patreon you, at the moment.
2: Who?
1: Yeah, you, Tim, Tim Dillon does.
2: Wow, what yeah. a fucker! Yeah, what so
1: a fucker, he shouldn't be on there, right? Well, that's the thing. So that's why I'm thinking, okay. Uh, you're right. Like most most people that I enjoy are people that are not afraid of losing everything by just saying something. But at the same time, if I put myself as these big gay shoes, <laughs> if if they if they like, let's say that this show becomes half of how that uh, successful as that is, and someone that. Oh, yeah. maybe i don't know because see, i don't know if he has a manager or whatever or like someone that's advising him or whatever but if someone was like hans you have to be nicer yeah so that you appeal to more people yeah 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 and it's like if you make it, you're making fifty thousand dollars a month i'll be like you know what never cursing again yeah because even though even though what got me here was different uh the change from i have nothing so i'm free to say whatever the fuck i want to making that amount of money it's Like, I can can see why they would cowardly retreat a little bit, like still trying to like put shit out there that people would enjoy that that you can still defend yourself as like, hey, I haven't changed. Look at this. But I think it depends on what the end game is
0: right, because if if it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to continuously bank 100 grand a month and not figure out a way to bring myself back, so to speak, and be able to apply these this money that I'm getting to something that's going to make my freedom. More, more open. You
2: you see how he lives. He
0: He posts
3: it all the
2: time. He wears Gucci. He wear, you know, he's got a house. He's got like, he's got pay for all that shit. That makes sense. I mean, to be like, okay, I gotta pay my bills. I don't give a fuck. What do you want me to say? He impromptu moved to Dallas on the fly, and then or
0: Austin rather, and then moved back because he didn't like it after a month and was able to do that. Even though his, uh, not his co-host, but like his board guy or whatever, and his wife ben, yeah. bought a house or whatever, rented a house in, in Austin. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, I need you guys to move back now because I don't like it here. Just like yeah, that yeah. kind of authority, that kind of money he, he's making. Um, yeah, but, that's I mean- like
2: that, I, but, but I think that's like rich kid money. Yeah. Gotta, like, right? Like he must be a rich kid. Well, he's you, from he's, Long Island. I I mean I, I don't know I, why, I know. I mean, hey man, there there's I mean there's a lot of millionaires who I mean, you go to dude. The fucking uh, what's that book called? The fucking Great Gatsby. That shit was all written about Long Island. I've never heard of that book before in my life. I am not familiar. Yeah,
3: no,
2: no, no. Uh, Long Island is full of wealthy people. It was about Sands Point. Sands Point. So if if he's anywhere in those sort of affluent area from those anywhere near those affluent areas, I mean, he's probably he just they always sound. I mean, anybody who can kind of do that. Cause like new money is a little more afraid to do that unless you get like, fuck you new money, which is like Joe Rogan. Who's like, I'm yeah. just going to build a ranch out in Texas and live there. But Tim Dillon does not have fuck you money from his, like Joe Rogan has you money, you know, from his podcast and his, you know, mushroom pill fucking, you know, pushing, but T- Tim Dillon is like, He's mostly, oh, wait, known, as, he's, he's mostly known as a podcast guest.
1: I yeah. made a mistake. Uh, his podcast makes one hundred ninety-five thousand. Holy fucking shit! So that almost, is insane. So I thought he was. A month.
0: I remember back in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. It was like Chapo Trap House is the top Patreon making thirty thousand dollars a month, and I was I remember being like, "Whoa, thirty thousand dollars a month! That's that's wild for Patreon." The fucking Red Scare girls get forty-five thousand a month. It's crazy. He's making money hand over fist. And you think about the production effort to his pot. And that's another thing that bothers me, too, and why I have a hard time respecting any of these guys who play it so cowardly is they are making tons of money and it never shows in their work. Yeah. That's why I grew yeah. disenchanted with the Cumtown guys who are making 60 grand a month on Patreon. No, well, I
1: yeah. just checked for that same reason, 93,000 per Comptown. And oh. what
0: do they do? They're not doing a goddamn thing. And you can tell yeah. they're sick of doing that podcast and they don't really have the same energy with each other that they used to have. Nick Mullen's just depressed and gathering money and staying quiet and has no real uh, artistic interest in doing anything. Uh, he tries to be an actor from time to time. He'll pop up in very small indie movies like Tigerland or whatever the movie was that came out recently. And he, he's fine in it, but he's not doing anything. All that money's just sitting there. And Stav is trying to, like, be a star on his own. That's not really working, though. No one's really interested in him as, his like, his own entity. They want him as a sidekick, as a punching bag, essentially. So that – I mean, it, it it's very um, difficult for me to sustain any sort of genuine interest in these people beyond uh, initially finding them amusing and then growing tired of whatever it is that they're producing.
1: With House makes 165000 a month. That's, uh, that's insane. And I, I don't understand that one at all. That's they,
0: they, They're not even particularly creative with their humor, though. Their humor is very no. on-the-nose, just, oh, this person's retarded. This person sucks. This person is a shithead. Like, they just insult people. They're, they're not funny. I mean, look, I can't say, who am I to say who's funny and who's not funny? But they're right. not... Like there's no thought put into their their humor.
1: Especially not hundred and sixty four thousand dollars a month fund. No, certainly yeah. not.
0: I think that's probably uh some corporations or some very powerful mm-hmm. people that are probably dumping money into their Patreon.
2: Who's that? the Come guys? No, Chapo. No, uh Chapo. Oh Chapo. I think I think uh I think the same thing too about uh Come
0: guys. I thought they were very funny in in 2017, 2018 and even in 2019 I was listening to them. Now I can't I can't be I look I I have on uh YouTube like they do 10-hour compilations like it's just them talking and it'll be very funny stuff and I'm like oh yeah I like these guys. I I haven't listened to them in ages. And then I'll listen to uh whatever their latest episode is and it's just like they're very bored of each other. They have nothing left to say to each other. It's just recycled bits and it
2: sucks. It fucking blows. Um, I like them as clips, but like um, some of the clips, but a lot of these things are
3: very much of the moment, and the only time it like it, uh, I don't know, transcends. I I, I don't know. It, like, if, it, you're not
2: going to be like five, ten years out and go. I'm going to listen to an old episode of chop a trap house or fucking right you know you're not you're not going to go back and listen to any of this shit because if you do you're going to be like oh god that's so fucking cringe
3: because
2: it's yeah, and it,
1: of its moment it's not really gr- growing either like i've, no. I've grown a bored of most podcasts that i listen to because it's like all right well sometimes you kind of want to hear some of their opinions on things that are happening but then uh it comes to a point where you just know what they're going to say. So then you're mm. just not interested in, in listening anymore because it's been going on for so long and very little changes, like very little evolves or there's not a lot of like uh, changes of mind or anything. No, they just, mm-hmm, they say, mm-hmm. and, and what you're already expecting. So it's kind of like, have uh, this, let me try to find something different. Uh, but that's most podcasts. Really, especially if you like like comedians and shit like that, it's just like oh, just i'm shooting this shit. And-
2: There's this girl on on Twitter called Lindsay something something
3: Lindsay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Mm, no. Um, let me see. Yeah, Lindsay Temple
2: at Life Respector13. That's her Twitter handle. So she tweeted something
3: uh, last night and um, it kind of caused
2: a little bit of a, okay, is so she, yeah, two, are, two days ago, podcasting is over. Yeah, podcasting yeah. is over. And, um, but what you were saying, Hans, I think is, is kind of, Relates to like that, that tweet as well, where, and then she's kind of gonna kind of got, I think I'm fairly sort of maligned for it, because she definitely was like more specific about what she meant, which was like, we don't want to hear your takes. We've heard all of the takes, the takes. I'm not saying like, you can't do a podcast, but if it's going to be about politics, if it's going to be about today, about what is wrong with today, like, obviously, we know what do we do next or something
3: right. that's
2: what I think she was she like was more specific about um and I think that in a way it's like that the podcast thing isn't so much to solve that issue as it is to be a uh a lot of- People just put these things on to just hear in the background. But if they didn't hear it in the background, you know, uh, you know, this almost works as a sort of therapy. We just hearing mm. people talk about stuff. Well,
3: it, I think. I mean, a, this is, is this is my
0: or, opinion on it, but I don't think the podcasting medium uh, as a method of like talk radio or whatever is um, is really a form of art. Right? So I think it's kind of counterproductive to maybe grade it on that sort of curve where it's like, all right, well, maybe maybe uh, podcasts are dead or whatever. But it's like, it's just you're listening to people talk. and It, it depends on the subject or the personalities or whatever. And there's going to be ebbs and flows of the relevance of that to, to people's day-to-day lives. But yes, it's exactly what you said. It's just uh, something to numb your brain while you're working or maybe while you're on a run or you're you know, Killing Time or something along those lines. Uh, And I, I think we're at kind of a low point for that in general right now. I, I, I think a lot of people rushed out the gate and uh it kind of gave life to the medium um, post-2016 because people were just interested in hearing other perspectives that were close enough to their own. Uh But right now, I mean, this is me anyway. I feel very disenchanted with most shows that I've been listening to over the past couple of years. Like, it doesn't strike a chord with me as much anymore um, for whatever reason. And if I do listen to something, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll try to find, like, a podcast or a particular movie or a subject matter or whatever it might be, and I'll tune into some dead show from, like, 2011 or 2013 where they cover it for one episode. And it's like, all right, well, that, that's new to me. And I'll listen to the, the guys talk, and they sound the same as, like, any other guys from 2011, 2012, 2013 talking about any, any subject matter. And I'll be like, all right, well, that's it now. Okay, on to whatever else I'm doing or whatever is, is the next thing. Um,
2: I don't know. Did, but what do you, did you hear the uh, the this? I guess season finale of um, of the Perfume Nationalist. Yes, I thought that was a. I actually checked out the day of the locust immediately following that episode, and I thought it was pretty good.
0: I was. I didn't think it was. I wasn't over the moon with it. I thought it was a very great film, but I mean, I didn't think it was a masterpiece or anything like that. The Donald did, Sutherland. But did,
2: did you, did you, did you listen
0: to Tusk? Uh, I've listened to Tusk before, so I
2: I was already familiar with Tusk and Fleetwood Mac, but I I
0: hadn't seen the day of the locust
2: yeah I hadn't either and and but and i and I hadn't listened to Tusk in its entirety too but I, I but i you know like i i had or not too, but I hadn't listened to it in its entirety, but I thought like that was a great episode of for me introducing me to the concepts that that thing does, which is like if you this scent to this movie to this conversation. I thought that that was uh it, it what what Jack does I think is a certain I think it just has a certain type of like class to it. Yeah. Where it really he really is making this thing and he is turning it into an art. But it's never going to be replicated because he's just like he's just one of those guys that can do that. And and certainly those guys, um, I guess, uh, what are they? The uh, Town guys are like in in a similar boat, and I guess the red scare girls too. And that's sort of where podcasting's at too. It's like people have already sort of this is what I listen to on Tuesdays. This is what I listen to on Sundays. So new shit is you got to be pretty fucking spectacular to keep bringing people in the only way that i see being able to do that is to be raw and to see like where it where your thing kind of that's where that's where i see podcasting going is going a little more raw a little more
1: um like this show
0: yeah yeah,
1: nsfw
0: that's what this show yeah yeah
1: where uh where I've never seen The Sopranos, but I can name every Bernhodes episode that <laughs> <laughs> you can think of. Well, hey, uh, that's what YouTube, i was telling
0: you. YouTube says now you can say bitch, you can say ass, and you can still make some money. So how about that? I mean, we uh, we might be on to something here. Go ahead, Hans.
1: Hell yeah, bitch. Uh, what I was telling, Anthony, when you stepped out was that uh every podcast that I used to listen to or that I listened to like that, like, this day it comes out or whatever. Like, I'm kind of bored because I feel like I've listened to at least 50 episodes of uh, each of those shows. So I kind of already know where they're coming from, what they're going to say or what the joke's going to be. Uh, so I've actually done the thing that you just mentioned that is, I'm just going back to listening to old Patrice O'Neill appearances in O&A, like things that I listened to 10 years ago where, you know, it was a lot more innocent and a lot more, like less exposure to things. It was more like, okay, so this is the show that you get once a day and, and enjoy it for what it is, and, and that's it. It's kind of like a, like a little time capsule that makes it more interesting than just listening to people complaining about what's happening nowadays, which is kind of tired. And, so tired. Yeah. I, uh, I think
0: the only one who had the conscious thought, like the right idea about how to handle your show, if you're going to do a show and you're going to stick with it for a long time, is Red Bar. Red Bar's (laughs) idea was you have to change what the show is every so often, pretty frequently, so people don't get tired of whatever it is and you don't fall into a formula. And so Red Bar changed his show essentially. I mean, he he would try to change at least, I think, the aesthetics uh, every year, if not the format every couple of years. So Red Bar, at a certain point, was an everyday show. And then it was a show that was going to cover this, and then it was a show that was going to cover podcasters and YouTubers, and then it would be twice a week, and those shows would be eight hours long, nine hours long, something like that. Or then it would be three times a week, and then you get like three-hour shows. So if you're constantly creating something that, um, you know, maybe it has a certain rhythm to it, right? Uh, If you don't want people to get too acquainted or bored with that, I think you have to, alternate whatever the flow of that is that you're delivering uh in order to keep it feeling fresh or to keep yourself coming across uh uh, you know more on the cutting edge than as some old forgotten personality from 2016 or 2017 which is how i see the come town guys now i feel like all right well that moment has passed now 2017 to 2019 moment is over you don't really feel they never evolved from that
1: that's the problem exactly like what yes. you said yes like they they never do uh or they i think they did for like maybe a couple five six episodes on uh patreon exclusive where they would do video even uh, uh but besides that like they said they were gonna do a like a short film series or whatever and they just made a joke out of it with one like five minute yes they set up video a camera and paid
0: some like upwork editor or fiverr editor to handle six minutes of footage And it was funny or whatever, but it wasn't anything Mm -hmm. real, you know? And that doesn't seem to be in their wheelhouse. It seems like what Stav wants. Stav, I think, wants to be like a movie star or something. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't see that happening. And Adam seems pretty content just being semi-anonymous. And Nick is a a depressed, unmotivated man.
1: Yeah. So That makes $93,000 a month. By barely putting any effort into his mm-hmm. show, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you get to that point, you know, uh, houses aren't cheap, you, you got to make uh, buy a house is a couple million bucks. Well, I, I know someone
0: who went to his apartment a couple of years back now. Granted, it wasn't what was it, ninety ninety thousand a month, you're saying now, Hans. Someone went to his apartment, he was moving apartments from uh, I think like Brooklyn to Queens or Queens, anyway. And uh, apparently it was just uh, it was a total mess. Was a small one-bedroom apartment. Dirty.
1: Yeah. Was, there was like cat cat face everywhere and, and <laughs> empty cans. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, I think that's... And, I think and it was, uh, liquor bottles. And... Yeah.
0: <laughs> carpet stuck.
1: I don't know. Yeah. So
0: who knows what they're spending that money on? You could be a gambling addict. Nobody knows. Nobody knows yeah, how finances, I, yeah. you know? Anyway... Um, but that, that's kind of an interesting thing about uh, Red Bar, who who still seems to be out of commission, but maybe coming back. Maybe he's got a studio. Hopefully. Yeah. That seems cool. He was doing his thing you for have 15 health? years. Yes, he needs help before anything else. <laughs> he needs help before this studio uh, fuck. He needs to survive. Uh, Red Bar was yeah. doing his thing for 15 years, had a comedy club. The comedy club fell apart, changed the form. He was on Compound Media for, for yeah. half yeah. a year. Anthony Cummings Network, that seems oh, god. I mean, Legion of Skanks started out on there. Gavin McKenna's show was on there. So, they I mean, they've had real shows on. I think Shane Gillis might have had a show on there. Sure, 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 sure. Um, people come and they go. Yeah. Uh, so, 15 years. And then he finally seems to pop in a way where, like, Keemstars recognize him. And, and fa- like, Justin Wang. People, you know, that have some sort of clout or recognition. And that's when it falls apart because of poor health. Because of some disease he's got. I don't know, just an interesting trajectory compared to the average well what
2: what do you guys what do you guys think of like manipulated shit uh, in what like, way like okay, so it's like this thing where you like you read a, an article in New York Times about let's say uh, Chinese food, and let's say you know everything about Chinese food, and so you're reading this Chinese food article in New York Times, you're going, "This Chinese article is full of shit hmm. but then you turn the page. And now it's about Polish food, and you go, "Oh, I'll believe what they're saying about the Polish food."
0: I think that's the nature of everything regarding journalism, uh, or or yeah, I, mean, I,
2: I I think everything to a degree, unless you're the foremost expert. No, but um, what what I, what I mean is like is like is like. Do you think that s- uh, some of this stuff is contrived? Yeah, I think some I of think- it. Some of it is like some like 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 beefs. Are contrived. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or I'm going to turn on this thing. Or now we're going to start a little battle here. There's going to be some controversy here. So I feel like that happens a lot.
0: It varies. I think there's the uh, you know the planned aspect of that that's that's probably legitimate, but not as common as an under like an unspoken understanding. Like you have a brand, I have a brand. Uh, maybe we'll talk, I mean, I, I know that Boogie, uh, tried making this conversation with Frank Hassel before he showed up to his house. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of WWE. I know exactly what you're doing. Uh, we can lean into this. We can make a thing of this. And then Frank Hassel took it way past his, his liking or comfort and showed up at his home. And that's why the gun came out. Um, so I think there's that aspect to it where people are communicative about it. But for the most part, I think it's an unspoken thing where it's like, all right, I recognize what you're doing. You probably recognize what I'm doing. We're going to have a beef here because it is beneficial to our brands. And we're going to grow from that. It's going to introduce it's going to cross, you know, you're cross pollinating without the friendly aspect of that. Well, people
2: love a good fight and, and people love the, that that wrestling shit that might need to happen more podcast to continue it's just like organized beef
0: i think that's what has kept many youtubers relevant especially h3h3 Um, yeah that is a guy who will find a new enemy uh seemingly every every month or every other month even if he's working with them
2: yeah Um, well that will probably most exclusively if he's working with them yeah why not if you're if you're it's your concern is money you're not going to do something that's like, oh, this is going to hurt my brand. You're going to do something that you're like, this is an absolute win.
0: Right. So that's why we're going to have him. a fight next week, Hans and I. Yeah, I into a big oh, up. We're going to bring Jerry on the show, and uh, it's just going to naturally and, and unfold. And
2: they, they, brought, they brought a transgender on their show, and that show started getting too popular more popular than Ethan's show. So like, okay, well, well, let's create some beef so that you can go back to your show and I can just do my
1: show and we'll have our audience. Well, I, I think on. he's lucky lucky because for whatever reason his fans are stupid enough to just support him no matter what comes out. Yeah, Like it feels like every, every beef that he has it's such a childish stupid fucking teenage beef that you're going to have with someone else. Like the, the one that I was more... uh not surprised by it because I'm expected from him. But when he brought in, like, his uh, wife's mom into it because her brother, his brother-in-law was dating this Trisha woman. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, what did, wh- who? Like, how is it possible that this person is so successful when he has literally nothing interesting to offer or to say or to bring to any conversations like you already know what his stance is going to be, you already know that he's not smart enough to come up with anything clever or funny or interesting it's all just him being like snobby and like pretending and he's above everyone uh, but then just like that manufactured drama, it's just like why I, I've never understood why people well, give a fuck. It's, love like, a, who,
0: it's a combination of a couple of things. The first thing is, before he became that, he was part of a very small movement of YouTubers like Idubs, Filthy Frank. Uh, but he was really on the fringe of that. He did, he had what his Vape Nation video or something like that. He was doing uh, Tim and Eric yeah, MDE knockoffs, chin, right? So he, he still was like part of a very small YouTube comedy scene for about a year that people are fond of. People have a lot of love and adoration for the people that were involved in that. And even though he wasn't a central figure like an IDubs or Max Mofo or, or Joji, um, they still want to tap back into that. And so he's got a lot of currency based off of that. The other thing is he's very good with marketing. He's great at creating a specific texture to give to his audience with Teddy Fresh and the H3 podcast where it's like light and goofy and friendly and it's me and my wife and we're Jewish and hey, look, I gained so much weight this year. And then the other thing is consistency.
3: <laughs> so he's
0: got those three things and a sheen of professionalism, but you don't even really need that necessarily. Clearly, Dubs, you know, he's still making videos frequently that are just made with like a shitty little camera And he'll go outside and the sound quality is like borderline acceptable, but it doesn't matter because the video is going to get a million, two views probably. Um, So it's that it's, you got it. And I mean, it's the thing with Tim Dillon and everybody else we've been talking about, which is you're part of a moment that people are fond of and people like quite a bit and wish was still continuing. And that alone is enough to carry you regardless of the level of quality of your work. Or whatever you have to say, whether it's interesting and insightful or not, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I get to uh,
2: I, gotta, I
0: gotta log off we all have to log off. Yeah. most people should log off as a matter of fact, all right, yeah, we've been continuing on, so the last duel who all right, let's end the show on this note. whose story was the right story for the last duel,
1: Hans. <laughs> Um, the mom story, we didn't go into that. She was raped, she was, she was raped, younger, too, she right? Was she was very like,
0: angry all the time, did not like the wife.
1: No, yeah, she was like, Be quiet but she just, was like, Hey, that's just how things. it
0: rolls. Yeah, yeah, looked like so the monster story. from Valerie in her weekend of wonders. If you guys, she looked like that.
1: the nun from the nun, Being a little <laughs> bit more not. relevant than whatever the fuck you just said. It's more or less the same thing, all right, right,
0: the mother, all right. Cisco, whose story was the right story? All of them. Yeah, that's probably that's probably correct. I mean, that's what we were given. So by default, from a certain point of view, uh, I think it was personally. I think it was Tony Scott's story, and that's why he jumped off that bridge. He, the guilt and and burden of life was too much. And that's why he ended himself that way. All right, uh, everybody, check out Slothcast, Drunk on Movies, whatever the next podcast you're thinking up is. Our podcast, 2022. Uh, all sorts of stuff and uh, Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Hans what do you celebrate?
1: Nothing Christmas I guess I'm not Christmas very festive I'm not yeah, no, I'm just not very I'm not very excited about many things so I just like cool Christmas and,
0: um, well not, for our atheist yeah. friends enjoy uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit yeah. a lot of Penn Jillette <laughs> fanatics out there yeah and that's been movies for this week thank you for listening.